Welcome to uh, BeelerCast. I'm Rob Beeler. Um, you know, I find myself here in a magician's studio. I was just doing a little bit of work, getting ready for my uh, my next conference. Um, I'm glad to be and excited to have a conversation with uh, my friend Will Doherty. Will, where, where, where are you today? I'm in my basement office, believe it or not. <laughs> You have it. I will say it, it's well lit for looking like that. You, 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 you know. Again, meanwhile, I'm I'm here, I'm here at the big Houdini's um, place, getting ready for uh, my next my next conference. So um, it has been a busy Q1 with a lot of announcements. You know, this is an industry where you might be quiet for a week, and then a whole bunch of things come up. One of the biggest in my mind for Q1 was the trade desk, and what I'll call the launch of Open Path, right? And for all of that was discussed about, I saw a lot of articles and a lot of takes on what was going on, uh, reached out to Will to, um, to learn more. And we thought it would be a good idea to, to, you know, dispel some myths as well as kind of establish it, in part because, again, I think people have been, I don't know if they're misinterpreting, but there's definitely some nuance to this that I think we can, we can dive into. Um, Will, your role is VP Inventory Development at the Trade Desk, correct? What yeah. is that tale? What is that? What is your remit? Yeah. So, uh, simply put, it, it's uh, I would say our strategic publisher partnerships uh, uh, for the trade desk, um, whether they're you know legacy media institutions or digital first publishers, you know, born on the web, um, or CTV publishers, networks, broadcasters. Got it. Got it. Um, so. I think it's important as much as I have a feeling that many people who are going to be dialing in are, are cued in at certain levels of, you know, the technical pieces or whatever. I do think it's important maybe to start with like just a kind of an overview of the trade desk and talking about the trade desk and then where open path and this particular announcement uh, comes from. Can you kind of set the stage for, uh, yeah. yeah, the, the role and what the, what the plan is here? Yeah. So just, you know, I, I, I think most people are familiar with the Trade Desk, we're, we're DSP, uh, we're, we're probably the, the largest of our particular category, um, uh, uh, and and uh, how that relates to, you know, Open Path is obviously a, a new initiative that we announced a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks now, it all kind of blends together. <laughs> um, where we have taken a different stance than we have historically on um, how to work with publishers. Um, prior to this announcement, the only way in which we would be able to uh, manifest bids to a publisher was through an ex existing SSP relationship. All those uh, paths or pipes are still very much open uh, with one exception, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and uh, what we realized and what we've started to hear both from publishers as well as buyers is that they wanted a means to connect directly. Um, so open path um, leveraging pre-bid is just an opportunity for a publisher, if they so choose, to receive the bids from us directly. Um, and uh, we will bid into open path the same way we bid into the SSP layer. Um, if you're a publisher that has, I'd say, the technical capabilities or capacity to manage our bid directly, then, you know, that choice is available to you. Um, and, and that's really kind of it for now, full stop. Um, it's just the opportunity to get the bids directly from us. So what's not turn off the existing SSP layer. Uh, Got it. When we're, we're going to dive into that, because I think yeah. that's that's the important part where people are starting to get confused, because I think when I'm reading the trades, <clears throat> it almost seems invariably there's this discussion, again, that you're, you're doing this, you're not an SSP, um, but the one layer that I, I kind of want to talk about first is that it's a reaction or it relates to Google and what that relate either that you're coming after Google or you're, you're trying to get away from Google. And I just think that there's a, there's some piece to that of like, love to understand your perspective of what does this even have to do with Google, right? Like when you just laid that out, you were talking about buyers to sellers and more direct connection, but it's always put in the context of Google. And I, again, I think it's, it's hard not to talk about Google in our space. How does this relate to Google? 
Well, uh, it's related in the sense that we're, we're, we're being much more, I'd say, uh, intentional about the supply chain than maybe we have been in the past, uh, at least in terms of the decisions that we want to make. Um, and uh, open bidding, um, just based on a, a, a lot of the lawsuits and, and, and unredacted filings and all these things, um, uh, really became... Um, a, a problematic integration uh, from, from our standpoint where we weren't really sure what privileges may or may not have been granted to other parties. Um, and so if, you know, win rates are being established or benchmarked for other buyers, that means that even if we had the best bid, we don't necessarily win because some other commercial agreement needs to be satisfied. Um, and we also think that uh, uh, it played into a larger commodification uh, of certain categories of publishers that um, we don't think were good long term. And so when we talked about leveraging pre-bid to work with publishers directly, where it made sense, there was a focus on uh, journalistic entities, you know, kind of capital J journalism that was really important that we're, you know, that... Uh, they have often not been the beneficiaries of changes in the supply chain. And so if we were gonna make a choice to do this, this is, that was the cohort or the group that we really wanted to start with. Um, so it wasn't necessarily organized by scale or size. It, it was really about like the sort of the journalistic bona fides of, of those companies. Um, and, and that's like an important dimension of this, that the trade desk, uh, based on, you know, our, our own point of view and our, our buyer's point of view, is that they endeavor to have a more direct relationship with publishers, that they didn't want the supply chain to be this somewhat like pseudo anonymous pool of inventory, where they didn't really completely understand where all of their ad dollars were, were going. Um, and that they wanted to have more one-to-one -one relationships with market uh, with publishers, and so Open Path um, uh, was seemed like a logical conclusion or, or or next step for us to make. And so, and I'm thinking which avenue to go down. There's so much of this, right? Um, so how do you how do you manage this with your SSP partners, right? So in other words, or, you know, to, to the two SSPs, you're saying you're not an SSP. Mm -hmm. You are going direct through pre-bid. You're, you're hooking into it as if you were an SSP. Um, but you have to obviously draw that line of, of what is an SSP versus open path. And I think that that's something I'd, I'd love to understand more. Yeah, I think SSPs do a lot of things and provide a lot of tooling and services to publishers that we're never going to do. Um, they also manage demand across a ton of different DSPs, marketers, buyer types. Um, that's not something we would provide either. They have to help publishers make a lot of decisions about what's the best possible outcome based on you know whatever bids that they receive and make sure that that has a, a, an additive uh, impact on their overall revenue or yield. So when we talk about we're not providing yield services, like we, we think those are pretty critical things that uh, some of the larger scaled SSPs provide to publishers today. But we're not going to be providing any of those things. The only thing that Open Path will allow for publishers to do is if they have those capabilities internally, if they can take our bid and then compare it across other bids that they see, receive from other sources, they can make a decision on, is this the best possible outcome for me and I wanna do it? Um, but we're not providing any of those other services. And it also makes the use case for Open Path somewhat more narrow than what an SSP would be able to do. Not every publisher has the technical capacity or ability to work with us directly. Um, we're not really in a position, nor do we desire to cover anything like the, the entire surface area that an SSP covers today. And that we're still beholden to the marketer at the end of the day, what we're doing is bidding on their behalf and we're trying to make the best possible decision for our marketers. Um, the benefit is a publisher can now receive that directly if they so choose. But I don't think it's a one size fits all. It won't work for every publisher. Um, and I, I don't know if, uh, uh, you know, I would say the other tools that SSPs provide are probably gonna be still and are now and will be in the future just as critical. I think that's the the thing that I've, um, and I'm glad, 
I think from our earlier conversations, I understood that, and I've spent a week talking to publishers about this, and I think that that's a, a key part of it that, um, again, my take on everything you've said is that the client here is pretty clear, right, that you're working for the buyer. And um, for the publisher, right, who is, of course, wanting to sit there and, like, you know, the number of people that I know that are probably knocking on your door as publishers to go, like, how do I get in? How do I do all these things? Of course, they're going to come back and go, like, yes, but can you do X for me or, or whatever is really not the way this is set up. I do – I will pick up one thing that you said that, you know, your focus on particular publishers and a focus on journalism and, and um, you know, uh, premium – you didn't use the word premium, but you know, uh, you know these particular publishers, right? Is I think that that's something that SSPs are, will have to react to, right? Because I think that there's just an aspect of everyone wanting transparency, and the way that that's been done to date has just been a losing battle for both sides. Publishers don't really understand what's being bid on, or you know who's bidding on them. The SSPs aren't necessarily telling the DSPs everything, and as much as this is necessarily your play, there's a little bit more of a directness of cutting through that and going, these are the types of publishers you can reach. Am I am I clear on that? That in other words, that for your buyers, they're going to get some sense of the publishers they can reach in this way. And that in itself will be an attractive feature. Or are you opening this up to any publisher? Yeah, we're not opening it up to just any publisher. Uh, so, so we're we're starting with journalism, and then we'll work backwards from there in terms of we have to sift through all the inbound that we got, which was uh, uh, I, I expected a, a fair amount, but it but it did exceed my expectations. Um, and then we have to organize, you know, in terms of uh, strategic overlap. Are these the publishers that our, our marketers are interested in having a direct connection with? Um, are they even capable of doing the integration? Some aren't, some are. Um, this doesn't replace any existing paths. This is like an, a very much an ad, don't replace kind of scenario. Um, so we have to go through that and just practically judge each opportunity on its own merits. But, um, you know, scale, premium nature of, of content, all of those things will be really important. Yeah, and I think... You know, going to your part before that there will be publishers that need SSPs. Um, I mean, again, there's a lot of work that they do for their clients, right? And it's it's going to be interesting to see how the technology layers work between what an SSP does to, as a publisher, all of the demand. And do you need that layer behind it, right, that looks a little bit more holistically, right? So in other words... I might sit there and go like, this for me might be a reason for me to think, well, I ultimately think I've, I'm a premium publisher. I ultimately think I want to work and I think the trade desk can bring me um, incremental money. I want you in in the competition. So do I build up my programmatic chops to do that? or And, and again, is that going to be worth it? Um, is something I'm going to have to sit there and think about and the SSP and my other, my other kind of relationships, right? Yeah. I, and I don't even think I would be in a position to answer that or, or give firm direction to any publisher on, on if this is the right choice for them or whether they should do it. Um, uh, or if they, you know, do I invest in these capabilities or not? A every publisher is going to have to, to, to kind of think through that on their own. Um, you know, our use case with them is still fairly narrow. Um, we will bid into open path the same way we bid into other SSPs. Um, so that alone may not make uh, a sense for a lot of publishers. Right, right. Now, and again, you've, you've been clear. And um, you, again, though, at the same time, I have a feeling you're going to continually have to repeat this for a little while until everyone understands that you are not an SSP. Mm -hmm. Where I go with it, though, is that I would think that um, your clients on the buy side are looking for certain features. They're looking for things that are going to help them get access to the best inventory. And that means some things where, yes, as a DSP, you have certain functionality, but then you need that other piece of it. And what comes to mind first is private auction, PMPs, PG type deals. Is that something that's available? Is that on the 
roadmap? How do you think about that? Yeah, in terms of baseline functionality, we're starting with open market. We will support PMP. Um, and that that and I'd say we'd probably stop there. At least that's the only thing we have in the, the short term. Um, you know, open path is still very much in its early phases. We thought it was important to give notice before we actually went and uh, uh, started to to hook up. Um, and, and we thought that was like an important uh, uh, signal that we needed to make so or, or change that we needed to, to uh, explain. Um, but yeah, it's still early days. But but I would say by and large, uh, probably a lot of the, the tooling that um, publishers are getting uh, today from SSPs, we're not looking to go and, and have feature parity. Um, it, it, it's it's really uh, uh, probably beyond the scope of what we're interested in doing right now. And is that part of the um, what you what you talk to your buyers about? Because again, that was something else I read in the trades. Is well, the trade desk has to now worry about supporting the supply side and the buy side. My guess, the trade desk's uh, roadmap for development is pretty pretty big, uh, and uh, there's a lot of things that you have in the in the works. Um, and that's just enough on the buy side without sitting there trying to figure out all the publisher type type things you have to solve for. One thing though for for premium publishers though, creative review, things like block lists and so forth. Yeah, there's some there, there there are baseline uh, functionalities that we'll we'll support in terms of uh, uh, you know, category blocks, creative review. To me, those are those are pretty uh, uh, pedestrian uh, uh, and, and requirements as far as these things go. Um, but yeah, that that would be about the extent of it for right now. Got it, got it. But that ties right into first party data, publisher first party data. Let's be let's be clear, <laughs> um, and. As I think about the the future of things with the um, you know demise of third party cookies, all of these things that are kind of going on, one part will be is that I think buyers are going to you know some are going to want to get access to publisher first party data. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to support you know some of the like the pre bid first party data module, seller defined audiences? Like, are these things that you um, are looking to? Um, uh, make sure that you have capabilities around, or is that just really more a function of pre-bid and what aspects of pre-bid that you pick up on? Yeah, um, right now, I don't think we have a, a public point of view on, on seller-defined audiences or anything along those lines. Um, uh, and so until we do, I will say we, we will uh, look at those opportunities uh, from a buyer perspective. If this is something our marketers and our agencies feel like uh, it's worthwhile investment, we'll have to look at it through the, that lens. Um, uh, I, I don't know uh, that uh, I, I understand the use case and where publishers are interested in, in exploring this. Um, and I, I, from my perspective, it might be a little early uh, uh, on our end to, to kind of commit one way or the other. Um, but whatever decision we make will be made with like a, a buyer in mind. Um, I mean, fair enough. Line, you know, uh, imperfect uh, synergy with, with a publisher's desires. Right. So, so again, that goes to the positioning, right? That I think every, you know, think about this publishers as you think through other questions that you have, right? What I just heard is that if brands come to you and say, Hey, when we buy and we buy in this particular way, we want access to publisher first party data. It's a major thing for us. The trade desk will respond in kind to serve those clients. And if that in essentially impacts open path or your integrations along these lines, that's the way that this is going to work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and right. it's, it's really too early to, to give in to, to kind of, uh, uh, lean one way or the other on that I, yeah. I'm personally just getting up to speed on what that would potentially look like both technically and, and also from a, a strategic standpoint right. got a great question here for you quite direct so if you're going to buy the same way via open path as you do with other ssps does that in a way kind of contradict you know spo 
how do you reconcile potentially bidding against yourself? So again, if you are yeah. open path is going to be one of the ways that you um, bid, but you're also going through SSPs. How are you reconcil reconciling that particular strategy? Does one have advantages over another? Yeah, I mean, we have to judge it from a, 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 a like a strictly performance standpoint. Um, is our path an efficient path? Uh, and we have to look at that holistically. Um, I think it will uh, 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 perform pretty well, but will it be the best path every single time? Probably not. But I also don't know of any buyer that buys exclusively from a single path effectively today. Um, even if it, it, it ends up being uh, disproportionate to, to one or the other, um, we really want to maintain optionality here. One, uh, it's important to our clients. Uh, they have the ability to, to you know, sort of govern uh, the supply paths that they use. This is another choice for them. Um, but yeah, from our standpoint, it, 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 it's all going to have to net out from a performance standpoint. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point in, in the investment for us doing this. Right. Um, it's not a profit center for the trade desk. Jeff and earnings call a couple of weeks ago was pretty firm about that point and we're beholden to it. Um, this is not a profit center. Uh, we want to run this at cost, take rate neutral uh, for the company as a whole. So if, if this isn't dry, driving performance-based efficiencies, uh, it won't be successful. And I think that that's an important part, right? So as, again, talking with your SSPs, how, what work, you know, I guess it all ultimately will come down to what works best, right? And again, for, for, from the transaction to where you put your inventory and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, now we touched on that. The one question that was asked of me, which I really thought was a, a great question, you, you addressed it somewhat, but I, again, to your point about the number of people who've reached out to you to participate, the next kind of question is, is what could a publisher do to make their inventory more desirable, more compelling to you? You know, you mentioned journalism. Are there particular performance, I think, is ultimately going to be your answer here. But I just didn't know if there's any additional color that you could offer in terms of, like, looking for some kind of inventory or looking for attributes like whether it be viewability to other things. Like, what, what does quality inventory look like to you? Yeah, it's not exclusively performance. We want to talk to publishers that are making material investments in the content themselves. Um, if uh, I'd say long term, and for some folks, this inventory is fine, but there's sort of the made for advertising, long tail uh, uh, destinations and things like that. Um, you know, we have other means of getting that inventory if buyers want it. Uh, I, I don't know that that's going to necessarily rise to the top in terms of like we should entertain a direct integration for this type of inventory. There's enough of that sort of probably too much of that elsewhere. Um, so we really want to start with folks that are making an investment in content that they have staff, that this is a key part of their value prop to their users and their consumers. Um, so that Plus, you know, are they technically able to work with us uh, uh, in this capacity? Um, is this what they want to be doing? Uh, and, and does this have the kind of scale that would justify the work that goes into an integration? So, so I, I'd actually start from quality and work back. Um, and and uh, I, that is a really important component of this. I think, I think that's right. I think that's, a, that's an important way, again, to position inventory anyway, right? So I think that that makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, getting some really good specific questions. And so, Will, between my questions and the things that are coming in, we're going to get kind of almost well, not a lightning round here. We've got a little bit of time. Sure. <laughs> if it doesn't feel like there's a flow to it, just know that I'm like, I want, like I'm getting some really good questions. And I know you're ready for this, right? Um, you know, when using OpenPath, will you have visibility to see context and the viewability in real time before placing the bid? In other words, do you know what the integration that you are getting that kind of information um, so that you're buying based on context and viewability? Yeah, uh, viewability is a really important part of how Trade Desk bids today. Um, so that wouldn't change. Uh, context, uh, uh, I would actually, I would have to punt on that one. Uh, I, I don't know if that is um, uh, 
how, how much of that is organic to the platform or, you know, third-party services that buyers use? I know this is like a hot button ad tech Twitter topic right now, so I don't want to mis misspeak, but like, <laughs> uh, I'd say from my lens, the, the context isn't really a, a consideration. Viewability always will be because it's, a, it's such an important part uh, of the performance uh, uh, paradigm for our marketers. Um, yeah, so so I'd have to probably uh, uh, circle back on the context question. I just I, I don't think I can specifically answer it. It's Some funny I, when I asked the question, all I was thinking about was the Twitter conversations going on around about that right now. So yes, um, but I think it's something that context. You know, this again goes to I kind of alluded to it. You know, when we do think about um, the end of third party cookies, and again, almost regardless of the timing of it. The industry is, is moving toward ID-based solutions, authentication. It's looking about context. It's trying to determine who determines context. Um, First-party data, second-party data, clean rooms, all of these things are creating, you know, I don't see a future where we're not having a lot of fragmented pieces of how all these things kind of come together and get a full picture. How do you, how do you think about... Um, the end of third-party cookies and where we're going as an industry and where the trade desk and or open path fit into, let's say, a year or two years. I know, again, this is early days, Will. I won't put you on the spot too much, but I am thinking philosophically, where where does this all, all go? Yeah, um, well, there's a few parts there and I'm probably answering this more as, you know, from my own vantage than any, you know, sort of, yeah, trade desk perspective. Um, I, I tend not to think of ad tech or, or even the market in general and, and sort of these zero sum uh, uh, binaries that 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 I, I think is often how they're discussed. Uh, one, what is winning? What lost? Um, I, I think there's going to be a, a fair amount of choice. Um, I, I don't know that anybody can accurately predict what the, you know, day one looks like post cookie, um, other than the internet will work and function very differently. Publishers that previously have had no need uh, uh, to have some sort of authentication or login with their users, that's going to change. Um, the, the, the cost um, loss benefit will, will potentially be uh, upended uh, from what its historical norms are. To what extent, I, I, you know, no one can 100% say, I just know it will be different. But I also know too, just as from a consumer, um, uh, the idea that um, behaviorally we've all changed quite a bit. You know, I, I did the COVID trifecta, right? Like I, I had a kid, I moved out to the suburbs, you know, it took a new job. I did the whole thing. I did the whole reboot, and, you know, and part of getting a house, we needed a TV for a couple of rooms that we didn't have going from a small apartment. I, I log into everything. I look at my phone, you know, 90% of where I'm getting my content, I'm logged into it. Um, the friction of doing that is just fundamentally different than it's ever been. Um, so I do think we retain addressability. And I do think a key part of that will have to be uh, some solutions will have to be interoperable. Um, if, if we try to just coalesce uh, around a single solution and not standards, I think that's going to make things a lot harder. In the short term, I, 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 I think it's really hard for people to figure out what bets do I want to make? Um, because you're not going to make one, you're going to make a few. Um, and, and, and obviously we, we are making a pretty large bet, um, with UID and that will continue to be a, a, a strong focal point of the company is really important. It's really important to our marketers who have adopted it as their standard. Um, but we, we don't see it as being the only solution. Um, so, so, and, and the, on the contextual piece, um, I, I think it does, uh, start to play a, a, a role uh, in different ways. And, and if we're thinking of cohorting and other things, but until we can test it um, with the absence of cookies, I don't know how much we're really gonna know. Meaning 
you know, I remember early days of all the identity solutions when they're coming out, whether it was LiveRAM ATS or M1 and all those things, it was like, ah, this works, um, but so don't cookies. And cookies are a lot easier right now. And so until the easy button goes away, I don't know how much we're really gonna be able to understand, uh, what, you know, what kind of behavioral change uh, and, and which kind of solutions that the, the market ends up like uh, uh, collaborating uh, more closely on. I, um, I couldn't agree yeah. with that. I preach, because I just keep thinking that like, you know, the world without third party cookies and our ability to test and understand what works, you know, you can work out some infrastructure now, right? And, and make sure that you have the paths and you might do some testing or whatever. But, you know, um, I, the analogy I've, I've always used is like right now our diet is almost 100% candy or just, you know, cookies, right? And um, cookies in both senses. And now this change comes along. We're going to be eating some broccoli here. And <laughs> until then, you it will not taste good. It's not going to work. But at some point, you wind up uh, realizing it's what we need. Yeah, I, th I think that's true. Um, and, and I... I I, I think we're we're going to be ready. Like it's going to happen. Um, it, it may be a, a, an uncomfortable transition. The only advice I would give to folks now is um, we are just rounding out the Q, Q1 here. It's going to be the summer soon. Uh, we're, we're we're seeing uh, people are going to want to come out and do things again. And you know we we have been living in a pandemic a couple of years, so hopefully people have very fun uh, vacation filled summers. But then. September is going to be here really quick. Mm -hmm. And then October and November are here. And my experience is a lot of these things do not happen in November and December for obvious reasons. So there isn't a lot of time. And I would say for folks uh, taking care of, you know, contracts, legal requirements, starting to do that where you have to do that now. Um, you do not have all the time in the world. And if everybody tries to rush at the end or come January and go, we're ready, not everybody else might not be ready for you. Um, sheer capacity constraints may put you outside looking in, uh, and, and that's not going to be a good place to be. Uh, so, so that would be my only, um, you know, strong advice for folks is to to start moving now if you haven't already. You don't have that much time. A hundred percent agree, and I keep trying to work with with publishers to get them to understand that Q four is what you prep for now. Because, you know, again, strategic decisions and all that kind of stuff have to be continually made and agree with that. Some other great questions that are coming in. Um, this one is, you know, will OpenPath uh, and the Trade Desk pay publishers directly? So how, how does the payment work in terms of the, the publisher piece? And is it a rev share? Is it a fee? Can you, can you be clear as to that to yeah. the level of contractual, you know, agreements? So uh, we'll pay directly. Um, and we'll pay you net of our support costs, which will be documented in the contract. So as, as if you're one of the publishers that uh, uh, gets in the queue and we start working with you directly, all this would be documented in the agreement. With you pulling out of Google OB, um, do you foresee further consolidation spend into only one or two SSPs per geo? I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think the market is running at that kind of efficiency right now where that would be possible or viable. I, 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 I've seen things go the other way. We're not seeing massive consolidation. We're seeing massive duplication and a lot of sort of inflationary measures being taken. Um, so request volume is not uh, uh, starting to condense across uh, 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 publishers, it, it's sort of metastasizing. So uh, I, I would say just looking at the trending, we'd have to see it go the other way before I could ever envision a world of one or two SSPs. Um, and, and then those SSPs would be like highly scaled, low margin, high volume, you know, they, they would become the NASDAQ and the NICE of, of programmatic respectively. Uh, but, but we have a ways to go before that could be a reality. I think that would be uh, uh, advantageous long term, uh, and I have no 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 uh, uh, sight lines on who who would ultimately be the winners there. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, I don't think that's a, a reality anytime soon. It's a really interesting perspective on that. Um, outside of Open Path, the decision to exit OB is material to a lot of pubs. 
How is TTD thinking about connecting to the high-quality pubs that are dependent on those channels? What suggestions do you have for them? Which I guess, you know, <coughs> to your earlier point, you're not just buying directly through Open Path. You are still going to have to work with SSPs. It goes off that last point, yeah. right? So if you're a premium publisher, you still will get trade desk dollars coming your way. Um, right. I, I'm trying to think if there's a there's a subtlety to that question in case something comes to mind other than obviously work with your SSPs to improve your message, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, if, you're, if you're OB exclusive, um, and which would probably imply that you wouldn't necessarily be a strong candidate for open path, um, I, I would start to talk to other SSPs. Um, uh, about how you could create um, some optionality for yourself. It's probably just good for your business anyway. Uh, and then and in the cases where uh, that that um, you know, I can't think of any, but like if there were uh, uh, real extreme edge cases, we'd have to evaluate those on a case by case basis. Um, but we, you know, years ago, the trade desk made a, a really important decision. Um, to have SSPs and publishers pick a lane effectively instead of giving us pre-bid and OB and something else and something else. It was like, please pick one lane. Uh, and we saw the non-OB paths um, overwhelmingly be selected. Um, so, so in terms of, as this relates specifically to the trade desk, um, the, the, the shift um, uh, you know, the beginnings of this. And, and I'd say most of the, that happened years ago. Got it. Got it. Will you still see the minimum bid to win if it moves into open path? I don't know if I can give you much more context. Do you understand that? Uh, in the, the mid to bid, mid bid to win in the bid request itself. Yeah. Uh, I don't see why we wouldn't, but I, I'll, I'll confirm with the, the, technical account team to, to make sure that we, we would read that, but I, I don't see why we wouldn't, unless that's uh, almost un like universally set on the SSP level, then we would have to think about where that fits in. But we certainly want to not burn bids on opportunities we can't win because it doesn't hit a publisher's floor. That's just, that would just be wasteful. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can get back to uh, whoever asked the question. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll um, yeah, I think that, that might be worthwhile. The, the other part when it comes, to, you know, circling all the way back to the to the PMP question, right, is I know that that's on the, the roadmap. Are you thinking of that um, in terms of the, the tool sets to, to allow for, you know, to create those PMPs? Are we logging in to like a open path UI or are we, um, how, how, how do you foresee that interface, right? Because now we're going beyond you just being a, you know, um, an adapter in pre-bid to, to needing some ability to um, define the deals. Do you have some sense of how that might be? Uh, uh, I know? have some sense of it, but I, I, it's nothing I would share right now just because uh, until that's uh, uh, really ready, um, Fair enough. I, I wouldn't want to necessarily commit or, 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 you know, frame it in a certain way. And then we make a different decision uh, as we get closer to actually supporting it. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be curious what everybody's preference is on that one, um, uh, that, that we are looking to work with on open path, but yeah, no, nothing I could speak to right now. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, again, well, that might be something that comes out of this. If you're, if you're looking for feedback from the publisher community, again, you have the direct relationships, but if there's something where helping kind of pull that together could be, could be useful, which, which I think ties to my, my next question, right? Which. I think I know, we kind of already answered it, but I just I almost kind of like, I'm doing this to almost reinforce the point, Will. Things like seller-defined audiences, you already kind of answered that, right? Um, but to me, things like buyers.json, demand chain object, all of these things are these initiatives that is trying to create some transparency in the marketplace. And of course, for publishers, have real benefits. You know, buyers.json is an example of something that helps us identify who is actually buying. Isn't just a commercial thing. It's about the security of the overall system, right? Mm -hmm. And it's something where as the trade desk 
as a DSP is not something that you know, publishers have had a relationship with you to try and help use your power in the marketplace to move some of the things forward, right? So I look at it and go like, you ultimately will come back with the answer of, it depends on what the buyers want, right? And I think that there's a part there, Will, where your role might essentially be a little bit of how can we work with you to get buyers to understand that we can even give them better, you know, um, inventory and, and you know, better world, if you will, in digital advertising, if we can get behind certain initiatives. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I look at that and just go like, is there, it, do you see that as part of your role, right? In other words, should we, as publishers, we know we're not gonna um, win with you to make you an SSP, I say that and you can hear that like my, uh, a lot of gears going, right? Because I'm trying to position the question correctly. But again, the trade desk has weight in this industry to an extent that you can help set standards or make standards happen. UID is a consideration because the trade desk did it and handled it the way they did. Are there things there that you kind of see as, a, as something that, hey, if I talk to publishers and they're telling me they can get me better stuff for my buyers, let's let's build it. Let's make those things happen. Yeah, I am interested in, in looking at uh, standards uh, that, that sort of uh, uh, encourage the same level of transparency that we want from the supply chain. Um, we are having those conversations internally about what that would mean, uh, the importance of it, uh, and, and where our role ultimately would be. Um, so, so I would say that that's a dialogue that's very much open. Um, uh, to me, regardless of open path, that, that's a question that would be asked of the buy side. That has nothing to do with uh, that particular initiative in terms of supporting a standard. Those standards would transcend any sort of, you know, sort of pre-bid plumbing that we decide to initiate, right? Like uh, uh, standards have applications that are beyond just those narrow use cases. So we would look at those and want to hear from our publisher partners um, on why that is. I, I am very much in the belief that um, when we invest in premium content providers and that giving them better telemetry on um, their commercial partners on the buy side so that they can have more uh, uh, direct partnerships and relationships, buyers and publishers, that's a good thing. Um, so, so, so I say philosophically, I'm, I'm probably aligned with a lot of those. Um, but as a company, I don't think we, we've taken any public stance yet. Um, got it. Got it. It might just be interesting conversation because I think that there's a, I mean, you know, kind of bluntly, right? Like I get why the trade desk needs to, and you need to be focused on the buyer, on the buyer side. That is ultimately your client period. And again, you're, this has allowed you to create um, an avenue that has efficiencies in terms of cost as, you know, cuts out a lot of the layer. But at the same time, it's like, it's also, it's hard to, it's hard to foresee this as just being like a dumb pipe, right? In other words, I get why you're not going to build the infrastructure to do all that a magnite does, um, you know, because again, like, that, that means you are going to have two clients and dual, you know, parity of, of features becomes, you know, you, you, you would, you could lose that game and there's no reason to even play that game, if you will, right? But there is a part of this that I'm just sitting there trying to think through of like, it just seems hard to be like, it's a take it or leave it type of thing without sitting there trying to, you know, us figure out what the buyers need and what the publishers need to kind of bring this stuff together so that it's just a smarter industry. It's a smarter transaction, right? So I think that's the part that I would, I keep always coming back to you on of like, are you hearing this from your buyers? Because I'd love to see them do that. We have to talk to buyers, fine. But we've got to, obviously, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work in the industry to be done, I think is the part where I'm going with this. And I just sit there and think that it, it just feels like you've created a spot where we could really start to create a, a more streamlined transaction that I just love to see go beyond take it or leave it into a much more, you know, uh, impactful part of the industry. 
Yeah, and and I think that's a big part of my role here at the trade desk is uh, uh, to not um, sort of be disintermediated from publisher conversations or partnerships uh, uh, via the technology that we use. Um, and that the reason I'm here and that my team exists is so that we can better understand where, not that we um, have the publisher's interest per se uh, at, at, the, at the tip of what we're trying to do, but that we have shared interests that we should start to explore. Um, and, and that really becomes uh, a, a sort of the galvanizing principle for, for what we're trying to do is not that we have the same interests, but we share common interests in other areas, or I should say that differently. We don't represent your interests, but we have shared interests that we need to explore and partner on and understand is that's better for the ecosystem and things like UID are certainly representative of that. Um, and, and, and that's why I'm here. Uh, so, so I encourage folks and I may, you know, based on my LinkedIn messages, yeah, many people are taking uh, the opportunity to say hi and, and and start those relationships. So, you know, and, and that's what we're here for. We, we want to talk to publishers and understand uh, their concerns and things like that. Uh, and we will always still approach it from the best interest of our buyers. But we, we think there's a lot of opportunity to partner here. Great, great. And I think that that's, that's so helpful to know that that's kind of getting your role and, and makes it... Um, a reason to reach out, right, and to talk to you and and get consensus around certain things. To me, that's that's part of the problem. Of course, is you're getting hit probably from a thousand directions with a thousand requests, and and there's a bit of that of of working through that to fig again figure out what those shared interests are. I mean, that's ultimately the thing here. I think I sometimes have to remind some of the publishers I talk with is you know the buy side does have you know there's coming together as an industry, and at the same time a buyer will always want to get what they want for the lowest price. Not necessarily an unfair price, but the lowest price, right? As any one of us does when we go buy a car or do whatever. You do it in your own self-interest. And so the key is, is to make it as efficient and as transparent to the level that makes the industry thrive and make people be able to do good things. So, yeah, so I think, you know, um, we covered a lot of ground. And I think the one thing that, uh, you know, Will, I'm tapping into your experience as, you know, at an index exchange to obviously in this particular role, and you've, you've been at this in a while, and you're, you're seeing kind of a leader, you know, uh, and you already touched on a couple of them, but I didn't know if we left any, anything unsaid. Any idea in terms of, like, what you see with the industry and what you can choose, what either technology companies should do, what publishers should be doing, where should be people be investing their time or their intentions to succeed in the world that you see coming ahead for our industry? Um, that's a great question. So uh, uh, I, I will selfishly advocate uh, for, for UID um, because it's a it's a, a critical initiative to us, and and the the success that we're seeing both in terms of adoption, but just overall performance, uh, is significant enough to make that that I think worthwhile. Um, and so on that end, I do think, uh, but but obviously, I, I think you need to invest in multiple choices as a publisher. Um, but we'd love to make sure that that UID is part of that. So I think having your uh, plan in place. Uh, for, for a post-cookie reality is important. Um, and then uh, I, I would say one of the things that I'm seeing trending, uh, and, and we hear this talked about in, I, I'd say, a lot of different ways, um, but, but this is maybe the biggest shift that I've observed, and, and it was a big reason why uh, I, I was excited to take this role at the Trade Desk, is I do think we're becoming from a supply chain standpoint, one obsessed with the efficiency of the supply chain. And that's something that's not you know, specific to trade desk, but the market as a whole. And that's largely good. The efficiencies that are born out of that process will transfer back to the edges, publisher and marketer alike. And that, that was similar to, to my feeling when I was at the when I was at Index and, and now here at Trade Desk. I, I see that trend going in the right direction uh, long term. But the other thing that's really big is that. Uh, the market becomes more seller-centric. And what that I mean is that marketers uh, very much want to uh, start to put their arms around 
uh, uh, content providers and people investing in content in a way that they think better elevates uh, 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 their brand story and their market message. And I think in the early days of programmatic, uh, data sort of overrode a lot of content-driven decisions. Did it perform? Was there a cookie present? It's addressable. Kind of agnostic to the publisher. I don't think that agnosticism is, is going to persist uh, long-term. And I actually think the, the death of cookies will uh, uh, shrink the value of that kind of content experience um, because it will sort of decay the relevancy of it from a data perspective. And so, so I do see that part of it uh, uh, shifting dramatically uh, over the next year or two. It won't, it'll be one of those things I think that will we'll sort of, you know, maybe it will be two years from now, maybe we'll be back at CES. Maybe that'll actually happen again. I know it did a little bit this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I wimped out, I didn't go. Um, but that will be more the reality that we live in and that people will think about, you know, doing deals with publishers not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, and, and running those on pipes, not doing a deal with the pipes instead of the publisher. Um, and, and that's where I largely see this manifesting. Fantastic. All right, probably the most important question that, that um, I can ask you. And I will, I will say from the start that during the pandemic and, and be, you know, in, in the last couple of years, I really have not invested in my blazers. It, I've kind of let that go. Um, as we get back into reality, as we get back in person, the events are coming up. I'm sure I'll, I, mean, I might see you in Cannes. I might see you in other places and whatever. But, you know, Will, are you ready to get back in person? Are you going to be as dapper as you ever were? Uh it's not looking good. Uh, I, I tried on uh, a couple of my suits because I went in the office last week. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm coming back out. Like we're gonna do this again. I like to wear my suits. It wasn't pretty. I, I, I uh, there's gonna have to be a lot of cardio in my future, uh, and, and hopefully that coincides with, uh, you know, sort of a, a back to office movement. I gotta kind of time this very differently. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, you know, Will, maybe maybe that's one of the biggest collaborations you and I can have is to get back into old jacket form because I will have to say I'm in the same boat and I and I really just, it's almost like a failure to go out and buy newer suits with just a little bit different cut just because you can't fit in, you know. So, all right. I hope the next time I see you, you know, you're as dapper as ever. Will, thank you for, I, and I do really think that in the last 50 minutes here we have, covered a lot of ground in terms of, you know, some of the myths that are out there and some of those things. And I really appreciate uh, you shooting straight. I really think that this was a, a great conversation. So Wonderful. we'll thank you so much. Looking forward to, to future ones. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks everyone for, uh, for joining in. If you're listening to this live and if not, um, you know, just listen to our podcast as we re re release Beeler.cast. And um, thank you so much.